Hey guys, so today is Saturday, May 4th, 2019 at 6.32 p.m. I am still <laughs> here in Bali, Indonesia, enjoying my time here. <sighs> I booked my ticket to Sydney. It's been an adventure. I've been having trouble getting around via like Wi-Fi and booking tickets. As you guys know, if you've listened to my previous podcast, um, I have been trying to get to Bangkok, Thailand, but there's a reason it wasn't working out. I was really set on just like visiting Thailand, but it's meant to happen sometime else in the future. And uh, going back to Australia. So thankfully I met these two strangers at the homestay that I'm staying at, which is super cool because it's $9 per night. Granted, it's not the best. It smells kind of mildewy, but other than that, there's hot water for a shower, which I'm always super grateful for. Um, nice big bed, there's, you know, towels, and it's air-conditioned, and they um, are giving me breakfast as well, which I guess was not supposed to be included in the price, but um, I, you know, told them, your Airbnb says bed and breakfast, so I guess maybe they need to update their listing or something, but words are words, so keep to your word, right? So I'm getting breakfast included as well, and um, it's pretty close to the airport, and then I'm staying at another place in Kuta, Bali, Indonesia tomorrow, which will be five minutes walk to the airport, so that's perfect, and I might enjoy a spa day to kill some time after I check out from the place by the airport on Monday, um, which will be nice and relaxing before my flight because my flight is not until about 10.30, and I'll arrive a few hours early, I guess, so I don't miss my flight again like I did from Sydney to Bali the first time and lost $300. And I'm losing a lot of money on this trip, but at the same time, it is worth it. I'm gaining a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, a lot of culture, a lot of friends, a lot of people who care about me and want to see me succeed and do good in life. So it's really fascinating just learning about culture as you travel and seeing how people live. And that we they're really special. Like, we all are special. And I love Asia. I love Southeast Asia. I do intend to come back when I can, but for now... Um, I think I'm going to stay in Sydney at least just to get my money because for some reason it has been so difficult to access the funds in my bank account in Sydney. I knew I put it there for a reason so my future self is telling me like just chill out, go back to Sydney, follow your heart. You do need your money at some point and you know $600 is not necessarily enough to travel the world safely in, in order to feel secure. You don't need to stress about money you have it, just go back to Sydney. So it's kind of been a tough decision, but at the same time, I know it's worth it. I know it's the right thing to do for me because I have over a few thousand dollars just sitting in Sydney that I have yet to access. Like, I've gone through all this trouble, all this time, um, asking people to use their phone, use their computer, use their Wi-Fi, trying to get this ticket booked to Bangkok, trying to, you know, get access to my bank account, and it just hasn't worked out. And I've been buying, like, you know, an international SIM card, putting minutes on there, and they only let you purchase up to 100,000 rupiah in time to call internationally, which is like 15 minutes, which is not enough when it takes like 10 minutes just to confirm with your bank that you're the right person before they even give you any sort of information. So it's just like, you know, I um, dislike saying impossible, but for me, I know it's the right thing to do to go back to Sydney to access my funds and just be comfortable. And then I can work there possibly. I'm thinking of trying out a strip club. Um, and just going that route again. Um, I am excited about it because there's plenty of clubs in Sydney and I think it will be fun to do 
a different experience, you know, the same job, but a different experience in a different country across the world from what I used to do in America. Um, and make more money possibly with a better attitude and just see from there. And you know, nothing is ever set in stone, but at the same time, I do intend to make some money, whether it be spiritually, whether it be physically, who knows, I stay open to the possibilities. Um, and so I met these friends who let me book my ticket via their cell phone for some reason, like my Wi-Fi or the system or the server, whatever, um, was not letting me book the ticket. I was getting an error trying to book my ticket to Sydney. So. There's been a lot of inconveniences while traveling, but I am doing my best. I know that I am worthy to have these experiences, which I am so grateful for. Um, so my ticket is booked, leaving Monday late at night. What else? Um, I guess that's about it for travel plans as of now. I did a lot of walking today in Denpasar, which is still a part of Bali um, in Indonesia and uh, practiced my bartering skills, which is <laughs> um, a positive experience as well. And I am still very grateful, but it was kind of overwhelming. I visited this giant four-story supermarket in Asia. So you can probably imagine what it might look like. Lots of fruit, lots of um, nuts, lots of just different foods that they're selling. And they try to hustle you hardcore. And I, I never really experienced this hustle mode as extreme until now as I did in that supermarket. People will still try to sell you on the streets, taxi, 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 and, um, you know, like marijuana, cocaine, mushrooms, <laughs> um, which happened one night when I was in Kuta before I went to Dens Pasar. And yes, I've been doing a lot of traveling all over Bali. Um, walking the streets to the beach and there's a lot of drug dealers and stuff like that which is fun they're all doing their hustle and i understand it um it just gets a bit overwhelming when they're like shouting at you and you know following you and i had this one lady following me through the entire supermarket like yes okay you know talking to all the people you want a sexy top okay <laughs> and it was cute but it was just a bit too overwhelming for me so um and even the first supermarket that i went to this lady was following me the entire time like trying to help me pick out clothes and i get it it's their culture at the same time just you know a bit overstimulating um so i was looking for some clothing i got a dress and they tried to sell me it for like 25 dollars at first which is just way too expensive for something of this material and you know mass produced and whatever but i understand their culture and i talked them down um to i think it was 150,000. Rupia, which is $15 Australian, so it might be about $10 US dollars. Still too expensive, so I started thinking, what would I pay at Plato's Closet? <laughs> like a thrift, like thrift store prices is what you have to think when you're here, or cheaper, you know. But I'm working on my bartering, bartering skills, it's getting better every day, and I kind of felt ripped off with the dress, so I said, you know, next time I'm just gonna say 80,000, so that's like $5 for new clothing. And, um, because I wanted to like balance out my energy. I felt ripped off from being followed. Like a hound dog was like hounding me, you know, like trying to get me to spend money. And yes, that looks sexy. Yes, beautiful. Yes, yes. But like, you know, you feel the energy of these people as they hound you. So it's not necessarily the best feeling. But I got that dress. And um, then I got at the second supermarket, I went upstairs, there was some clothing up there. And um, yeah, it just felt like 
the like if you guys go to like the Indio swap meet if you're from Palm Springs at like 10,000 just like way like overstimulating lots of people just like trying to sell to you not necessarily a lot of people walking around but just lots of people like staring you can feel their energy like looking at the American you know which is fine I understand um, but I got some shorts and still too much I paid but it's okay like I understand I do want to give these people money you know I understand the hustle um, I'm in their country so I spend money of course I do and uh, the short, sh I think, sh I don't know what price she said at first, but she kept like going down like from 150000 I said <laughs> uh, 80000 I just start at the price I want. I don't even try to go higher. Fuck with that. I just say 80000 <laughs> no higher. And she said, you know, 140 Okay, 130 <laughs> Okay, 110 I said, no, 80000 She says, okay, 100000 I say, okay, 75000 <laughs> And she laughs, they laugh, and she says, okay, you're good, 80000 I'm like, okay, whatever, that's still $8 Australian, but it's worth it to get some shorts. And then they ended up ripping anyways because Asian clothes are so tiny here. Um, I don't know about other places because I have yet to be, but all the places I've experienced in Indonesia, the women's clothing are so small, and even when they stretch, it's just like my body is a muscular body type. I'm very active, so, you know, we're just some cultures have different sizes of people and different shapes so um it's a bit difficult to get clothing here if you're i guess any body style that's muscular <laughs> and that may be like overgeneralizing, but for my fit and style my body type it's difficult to get clothing here unless it's like a loose fitting dress and uh it's also hard to get like short tops from what I've experienced to stay cool here. I like to wear as minimal clothing as possible, be it a skirt or some shorts. They call it short pants here. <laughs> um, and you know, I like to wear small tops. I've been wearing like a bikini top or a bandeau most of the time through my travels here, which is just super convenient because I get sunlight, I get my vitamin D, I get my cells rejuvenating. Um, and it stays nice and cool. I just couldn't imagine wearing more layers than what I've been wearing, and I've just been staying light, which has been super convenient. So I got a top, there was like one tiny store in this mass like four-story building that had a bandeau. So um, I took out the pads and I said, okay, like how much? And we did the same style bargaining, and I, had, I said no more than 80,000 after she tried to you know, sell me it for $25 basically. I think I paid like eight Australian. Um, and that's cool. So it was a fun experience, except for the being hounded and the overstimulating. But it's all a part of the culture and the experience and just learning how to work your way through this navigation that is this crazy life and, you know, the world, the planet. So have fun with it while you travel. If you're planning on traveling, just know, like, you're going to get hustled and you can hustle back and you can still love the culture for what it is. Um, there's no discrimination. There is no racism. There is no borders, really. Everything might seem a little bit different, but I'm noticing... Everything is kind of also the same. We're all people. We're all human. We all need love. We all have love to give. So it's a balance. It's all about finding balance in life. Um, what else? I got a fresh fruit smoothie somewhere. Ah, I walked from that crazy four-story mall to somewhere. I have no idea what city. I just know it was considered Denpasar. Denpasar is like the major big main city in Bali, I believe. I walked quite a ways, just checked out like the uh, 
jungle looking nature even though it was still a big city and just a lot of like the same style shops a lot of textile shops a lot of like material shops in the same style clothing it's like seeing deja vu or something it's like a ripple effect it's weird it ripples throughout the city all the same style like dresses and lacy like tops and sarongs and things of that nature and then I ended up stopping by a hotel I was looking for a restaurant and I saw no restaurants and I was like thinking I really you know should get some wi-fi because you know, eventually I want to get towards the airport and they have what is called Gojek here, similar to Uber or Lyft if you're from America. Um, and Gojek is, um, you can actually ride in a car or you can ride on the back of a motor scooter, which is really fun. I've been doing that and people um, let me know that they think I'm crazy for riding long distances on the back of a bike, but I think it's a super fun experience. The streets are crazy here. I'm going to post some YouTube videos, possibly. Um, and it's it's organized chaos. The streets are just organized chaos. It's beautiful. I really do find beauty in the streets here. Like, massive amounts of bikes. Like, maybe, I want to say 50 to 100 sometimes at one time are in a traffic jam just sitting. Like, the pollution is in the air and you smell it. Some people are wearing masks and people are you know, shuffling their feet to walk the bikes through the traffic slowly. And, um, you know, sometimes you'll see a lot of people on one small motor scooter. The most I've seen is four people, so two adults and two children on a motor bike. And this is how they get around other than cars. I've seen very few bicycles here on my trip, which has been, I believe, about 10 days, maybe two bicycles after exploring um, many different cities. Um, what else? So transportation wise, the streets are crazy, but no one hits each other. I've never seen any accidents personally. Um, it really is just beautiful organized chaos is how I can explain it. And the Gojek drivers are great. Some of them will try to hustle you for more than what the app says. You just stand your ground or, you know, Tell them this is the price I want, this is what I'm gonna pay. If they say no, you just cancel. And I really like Gojek. I wish Uber was like this or we had another type of um, transportation app. Because Gojek allows you to pay cash after the travel. So it's a set price and then you pay cash upon arrival. Whereas you know Uber, you pay up front and if you cancel the ride, you pay a fee typically. So that's nice. Um, you have the option of a bike or a car, long distance, it's so cheap. I've paid like anywhere between $2 Australian to like $5 Australian to get long distances on a bike, um, which is like nothing in American dollars, um, you know, 30, 40 minute rides. Mm. And, um, you know, they'll have a helmet for you if you ride the bike and what else? Um, I wanted to say something else about Gojek. Yeah, some of them will try to say like 250,000, 300,000, whatever, but if they're on a bike, it should be, you know, much less than that. And so you just, yeah, that's that was my point I was getting at was you can cancel the ride ahead of time. You can cancel as many rides as you want, which may be inconvenient for them, I'm unsure, but they always get around. There's always rides, like there's always business for them. So for me, it's nice because I can cancel the ride ahead of time if say I need to go to the toilet or you know, I end up like wanting to go to the store to get something or, you know, I change my mind or I don't like 
the way that, you know, the driver's energy feels to me by looking at his picture. You know, there's just so many options, so it's really, really convenient here. And what else would I like to share? Um, let's see. So we have Gojek. Um, accommodations are very, very affordable here. You can always bargain for anything, um, be it accommodations, be it food, be it clothing. You can always, always bargain in Bali. Everyone is very spiritual here. It's very beautiful. Ubud has been my favorite city that I have seen so far versus Kuta or Denpasar. Those are both bigger cities, whereas Ubud is jungle and, um, you know, the accommodations just feel a little more spread apart and private because it's not as big of a city, not as much traffic. Um, it's a little, just, it's quieter, it's more peaceful, it's more nature. So it's just, it's more healing for your spirit and your soul. A lot of people will want to take pictures um, with you here. If you're from America or lighter skinned, they love lighter skinned people and they love tattoos here. Um, everyone that I've met, you know, has complimented me on my beautiful tattoos and so many pictures with people. Um, WhatsApp is very convenient if you're traveling to Southeast Asia. Um, so many people that I have met that live here have WhatsApp because they want to stay connected throughout the world. And I think it's beautiful. And even a lot of businesses have WhatsApp. So if you're only operating off Wi-Fi and you don't want to get an international SIM or mess with your data plan, you can just use your phone on Wi-Fi and use the WhatsApp app. Um, and that's video calling, texting, and um, uh, voice calling. And you can also send videos that are not blurry, which is nice because through my regular data service, my videos were always blurry um, in America and otherwise. So um, very nice. WhatsApp, a way to keep in contact with people all over the world. And it's free long distance calling as long as you're on Wi-Fi. So it's a great, great tool to utilize keeping in contact with people all over the world and while you're traveling. Um, and let's see. Uh, it's very humid here most of the time from what I've experienced um, since I've gotten here and I arrived in Bali April 25th so I've been here seven eight nine days so far so I'll have a total of 11 days before I leave back to Sydney it's been a very beautiful experience I'll keep you guys updated as I go um, I've already booked my second Airbnb. If you guys don't know about Airbnb, it's a super convenient way to get accommodations at affordable prices all over the world. Um, and you know, you can even bargain with uh, Airbnb prices as well um, and accommodations in general. So. I'm excited. I'm excited for this experience. It's been tough. You know, I'm going to be honest. Um, but the experiences are so rewarding, even if it means leaving behind money sometimes or like, you know, I guess stressing a little bit about money. But there's always money. Money comes and money goes. Money flows. This universe is abundant. So on my travels, I have learned just like, you know, leave the money behind and it will come back to you, even if it's going back to Sydney to get it and booking another ticket. But it's okay. Um, I am forgiving of myself for this experience. 
because I know I left that money in the bank in Sydney for a reason, maybe to come back to Sydney with a different experience because Sydney was very tough for me to start. It was my first world travel experience. Starting from the airport to the hostel, I just felt like my soul was getting sucked most of the time, staying with people, you know, in a 10-person bedroom for two weeks straight and paying, you know, $500 for that and having people drink every night. So I need to change the story. So maybe that's why I'm going back to Australia while I'm still close to change the story of Australia because I really had my heart set on living there at first, or at least that was my intention. Um, and I have you know, three months, the visa is for three months to stay in Australia. So as long as I want to stay, I can stay and just make it work if that so happens, if that's what's meant to happen. And then if something else is meant to happen, like go to Bangkok or go somewhere else, then it will. I stay open to the experiences and spirit has a better plan for me than what I even think is happening. There's always a bigger picture and, you know, God, the universe, the cosmos all intend the best for us. So sometimes the bigger plan is unseen until we get there and then it just clicks like, oh, you know, that's why I had to go back to Sydney or that's why my ticket to Bangkok wasn't able to be booked or whatever experience it is that you're just uncertain of at that time. The uncertainty is times changing. Whenever you feel uncertain about your life, times are changing and there's just something in the bigger picture that's just unseen at that moment. So stay patient with it. That's my message for today. I love you guys. I am very, very grateful for you listening to this podcast. If you like this message, please share it. Please subscribe. And every direct donation helps as well. And um, I will see you next time. Hey guys, so this is a little addition to um, tonight's episode. I just spent a few hours at... I believe it's called 18 Sweet, 18 Sweet Villas in Kuta, Bali, Indonesia. And I met the most awesome person named Fendi, who is from Sumatra, um, which, from my understanding of the conversation, is um, a country or an island in Indonesia separate from Bali. And he is so sweet and friendly he has such a good heart and he is the manager I believe of like accommodations or how would you explain it he kind of handles like I guess the construction and setup of um, events at hotels and like the building process it's something like that um and we had a nice long conversation he sat with me after I had my dinner which was delicious um I have been staying light, which is really interesting. Even in my meals, I've been a lot less hungry the past few days. I've been having a lot of fruit, fresh fruit juice and smoothies. Um, you know, sometimes like fruit and toast for breakfast and the occasional egg. But yeah, the last couple days, I've just, I haven't really been that hungry. I feel like I've just been drinking a lot of water. It's humid here, so I'm sweating a lot. I know I'm detoxing. And, you know, there's just a lot of things going on with my body as I continue my travels and just, you know, stay light. My body just wants to stay light and just be less hungry. I have less of an appetite. Like, I have more of a, a filling of energy from, like, the sunlight and walking around and talking with friends and getting to know people and connecting information through our auras. And so that fills you up. Like, food and eating food and depending on food for energy is not our natural state. Um, so I had a great dinner. I think I only ate like a few bites of my pasta, which was delicious. And then I had some ice cream, which I ate all of, of course. <laughs> but 
it was nice and cool and refreshing. It, it just tasted like it was made with love. I can tell when food is made with love, um, which is super vital. You always want to make sure that you're eating in a place that's going to make your food with love because it really just rejuvenates the cells in your body. It makes a big difference. So uh, there were so many people working at the hotel that were just so friendly. Everyone thanked me as I was walking out. You know, um, a lot of people put their hands in prayer position and you know nod their heads as like a thank you um, or like a nice to meet you. Um, and let's see, they were playing live music, so I was attracted to the hotel for that reason. Um, I left here about seven because I heard music playing and I wanted some dinner. I wasn't really that hungry, but I figured like I'll try something light, maybe like some fruit. Um, I ended up getting pasta instead of a salad because it tempted me, but <laughs> that's fine. It was still delicious. I just stayed light anyways. And um, the live music was beautiful. I posted on my Instagram, Cosmic Goddess 77 so you can see the live video there right now. And um, the music really moved my soul. The singer was great. The music was beautiful. The pool was delicious. I sat on a flamingo um, floaty, and someone pushed me into the water. I asked him to, and uh, you know, just sat there in my dress with my iced tea. And it was a beautiful experience, very, very healing. My soul was just so happy. My heart is so fulfilled right now. And had some jasmine green tea, and I talked to Fendi for, I don't know, what felt like an hour at least. Um, super nice guy. We were just talking about our experiences, our past, our relationships. He's um, been all over the world as well. He's been to Dubai and he was just, you know, um, talking about his life. I shared my story about how I sold all my things and I'm traveling light with just a small backpack. And he admired that and I admired, you know, his story as well and his um, explanations of things and just the fact that he has such a big heart and was willing to just sit and, you know, share with me. and collect information and vice versa. So uh, I got this hint from Spirit to ask him about the teacher job because I have this inclination that I should be teaching soon or at some time soon. I really do want to, um, I intend to, and I feel like my heart is driving me towards this idea of teaching people in Southeast Asia English. <clears throat> I've never even had it in my mind to be a teacher at a school before um, in the education system, <laughs> which doesn't sound like me, but like in my heart it does because it's in a different country. I can teach kids like how to speak in a language that they're curious about, that they want to know, and they can teach me things as well. And I, I love kids. Um, I never want to have any myself from my vagina. But, um, you know, I do love them. I love their innocence. I love their auras. I love that just, you know, they're still so filled with love at a young age. They're not quite tainted by the system yet. Um, and I think it would be a really cool thing to do. And I've heard that Vietnam is a great place to do it. My friend Ryan brought this idea up to me that Vietnam is a great place to teach. You can make $25 an hour and more plus accommodations and just you know, get settled in a country that you like and teach kids English and they, you know, will learn the language you don't necessarily need to know or learn theirs, but of course you can and will learn along the way. Um, and it's just, you know, 
their duty to teach you by being children, and it's your duty to teach them by being a teacher in the system and help them to learn a language they're curious about. I think that will be a lot of fun, and you can also do it in Cambodia and Thailand as well. And then in Bali, a lot of people are, you know, trying to talk me into being a teacher in Bali. And Bali is just so beautiful, I am considering it. I do want to try Vietnam as well because I hear the pay is best there. And, of course, it's not only about the money, it's about the education, it's about my learning experience, it's about helping other people, it's about the system, it's about the culture, it's about, you know, the accommodations and how I'm going to live and help other people live as well. So it's all like a circular experience and it's just such a vast opportunity so who knows I'm just staying open to it and Fendi has a friend who is a teacher from um, somewhere um, I'll try to recall the name but um, he says that she's super wealthy she's married a super wealthy man but that she's a teacher here in Bali and she really enjoys it and I asked him you know are there short-term options for travelers because I do want the ability to stay open in my travels and travel the world if I feel like it as well as um, not necessarily being tied down to one commitment for say like a year or something you know maybe six months or less or do like a month-by-month opportunity that would be pretty cool um, just because I like to have no commitments so to speak when it comes to like making plans and just I like having the ability to get up and go when I need to or when I feel like it's necessary or when my heart drives me to do something different so who knows maybe there's that perfect opportunity out there for me and I'm sure that there is and um, having fear of commitments is not a bad thing Um, it's not necessarily good either it's neutral and I don't really think it's a fear like I don't think I have fear of commitments it's just like I you know my soul wants to be free and we're all meant to be free here so no commitments um is a cool idea but i also you know do want to commit to having fun and following my heart and doing that sort of thing so we'll see i'm staying open to all of the possibilities um i um hope that possibly fendi will allow me to meet his friend if she's available um I think that will be a great experience to speak to someone who is in the industry that I'm looking to um, collaborate in. Um, I avoid using the word work because I think it can be, have like a little you know, negative connotation or energy that surrounds that word um, because nothing to me is work. It's all just collaboration and ideas and trading and exchanging energy and love and that's how I like to look at it. Um, And uh, so he also mentioned possibly doing yoga. I told him I do yoga a lot, so I can teach him some yoga tomorrow if I wake up in time. And, I mean, I will wake up in time, but it's just for me, like, having no schedule. (laughs) I really like that idea. So I'm checking out here at 12 in Kuta. And then maybe I intend to walk over. He invited me to go swimming, even though I'm not a guest at his beautiful resort. Um, So it sounds like a neat idea. Um, do some yoga with a new friend, teach him some things. I'm sure he'll teach me some things, give me some knowledge, and take a dip in the pool and enjoy the uh, nice weather and the humidity and detox a bit more and just enjoy my time before I go back to Sydney and see what else happens. So I just um, wanted to update you guys, let you know I met a new friend. I enjoyed a beautiful resort, some great food, and I know that there are plenty of opportunities, including teaching and whatever whatever else I want to do along the way. And these opportunities are presenting themselves to me 
in the right time. Um, everything always happens in divine timing and there is always a bigger plan that is unseen at the moment, but it is being put together in pieces like puzzle pieces, just cozily fitting together when the time is right. And it's a big, big puzzle, you guys. Like the, the puzzle is huge, the world is huge. The plan for you is huger than you can even imagine. Like the cosmos are looking out for you. So uh, yeah, I love you guys and I will see you next time.